experience on the A40. People in Pembrokeshire are being given vague promises and are being asked to believe in jam tomorrow, Mr Crabbe said. I cannot support any of the options in the consultation, Mr Crabbe continued. They all carry serious risk for people in Pembrokeshire. Police in Haverford West have revealed they caught two licensed premises selling alcohol to underage customers recently after they staged a series of test purchases in the town. Three venues were tested by underage customers, with two of the three allowing alcohol to be purchased. The third venue requested to see ID, and when none was shown, the person was refused. Police held the covert operation to provide licensed premises with feedback and remind them of their duty to protect underage people from buying alcohol. Police raised awareness of antisocial behaviour. One venue has now changed its policy following the operation and now only allows over 18s to come in. And in sport... Angelique Kerber beat seven-time champion Serena Williams to win her first Wimbledon title and spoil the Americans' dream comeback as a mum. The German 11th seed, age 30, beat the 23-time Grand Slam champion 6-3-6-3 to add this title to her 2016 Australian Open and US Open crowns. Williams had been favourite despite only having given birth in September. England lost 2-0 to Belgium in the FIFA World Cup in Russia. The final between France and Croatia is taking place today. And Tembi's long course weekend concludes today with the marathon race. There will be road closures in place and drivers are asked to respect all the diversions. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Have a little patience Still hanging from a love I lost I'm feeling your frustration But any minute all the pain will stop Just Just try. 
patience Have a little patience Oh, cause I I just need time My heart is numb, has no feeling So I'm still healing Just try Listen to Pure West Radio anywhere. Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Pure West Radio. Right now in a state of mind, I wanna be in like all the time. Ain't got no tears left to cry. So I'm picking it up, picking it up. I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. Picking it up, I'm loving, I'm living, I'm picking it up, I'm picking it up, picking it up, I'm loving, I'm living, so we turning it up, yeah, we turning it up. Ain't got no tears in my body, I ran up a boy, I like it, I like it, I like it. Don't matter how, what, when, who tries it, we out here vibing. Yeah. Right now I'm in a state of mind. I 
I'm living, so we turning up. Yeah, we turning it up. Hi guys, it's Mark Llewellyn here. Welcome to my show on Pure West Radio. It is going to be awesome. and uh, I'm interviewing a lot of very high achieving people and it is on Sunday 8 till 9 o'clock. Hey. Tune in to Pure West Radio. Oh yeah. Come on. Your lips said hello and I said hi I knew right there you were the one But I was caught up in physical attraction But to my satisfaction Maybe you were more than just a friend
Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. This generation rules the nation with version. Mark Llewellyn here. It's about time we heard another interview on Pure West Radio with successful people. Here we are today with Tapau lead singer Carol Decker and we are in the most amazing place ever. We are in the vault room in the Hard Rock Cafe. We've got Rolling Stones guitars, we've got John Lennon stuff over there, we just, yeah. just everything's going on. Jimi Hendrix's seat. Madonna's bra. Madonna's Vogue bra. I'm gonna borrow that later, yeah. I'm gonna borrow, you have After to, you. We, I'll fight yeah. you over it. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, thank you so much for coming today. It's, uh, sure. it's a privilege because um, I first seen you, I mean, I was back in the day, sort of, when I was younger. And, <laughs> so uh, was I, I. and I didn't need any <laughs> Botox and stuff like that. I was like, um, China in your hand came out and it was just massive. Oh, uh, I know, yeah. Number one for five weeks. Yeah. Your album went quadruple platinum and everything sort of changed for you. You went from mm. sort of this humble girl in Liverpool and... Uh, I kind of grew up in the, in the Midlands actually. I left Liverpool when I was seven. Yeah. I don't think humble is uh, something anyone would ever call me. Oh, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> Just unknown. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I grew up, uh, we moved to Shropshire when I was seven. Yeah. And I grew up, I went to school in Wellington, then I went to art school in Shrewsbury, but I lived in Ironbridge and Bridge North, sort of all around, it's quite a big county. Yeah. And, um, and I was there till I was 28, so the bulk of my life was spent spent in the Midlands, yeah. And how, when did you first decide you wanted to sort of go into music? I was a really late starter when I decided to do it for a career. And you probably know this because you read the book, didn't you? Yes, I've yeah. been reading your book. Yeah, I could always sing. Could always sing, always enjoyed singing. My parents are musical, my mum was a singer, my dad was a pianist. I was always in the choir, I was always singing onto the radio, and people would always comment when I was a little girl, gosh, you got a really good voice, and I could yeah. harmonise with things like that. You know, it was just instinctual. Um, and then after, but then on I went to a sort of straightforward uh, girls' grammar school, which is quite academic. You're brainier than I am. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I had like, a lucky day. They were like, get out of school, Mark. <laughs> I had a very lucky day on my 11 plus, I can tell you that. And um, those kinds of things, like the arts and music, were just sort of like hobbies or, you know, it, nobody really put it to me that it could be a career. Yeah. You know, so um, I kind of went down that ordinary route of A-levels and stuff, which I right royally screwed up. So I didn't know what to do with myself. So I went and au paired and knocked about in Holland for about a year. Then when I came back, a mate of mine was going to art school and I could draw a bit. I just didn't know what to do with myself, so I kind of copied her, really. Got a quick portfolio together, blagged my way into the Wakeman School of Art in Shrewsbury. And in that environment, started to meet a different kind of person. Yeah. And off the wall, thinking out of the box, all those sorts of people who are interested in fine art and printing and photography and, and sculpture and music. And it was just, my mind exploded, you know. Yeah. And then, and this is the God's honest truth, they always had the radio on in the studio and I was always singing away and kind of harmonising over everybody's pop songs and really annoying them. And somebody said to me, why don't you stop annoying us all and go and join a band? Yeah. And then said, seriously, my mate is looking for a singer, you've got a great voice, come to a party with me at the weekend. And I thought, wow. And you know, so I went for an audition and, and um, I, I was in a garage band in Ludlow and next thing I was a singer with a band and we were gigging and just little pubs and clubs and I was on my way and um, I thought, I can do this, you know, I can do this, I'm good at this and you yeah. know, it felt, I naturally had nerves before every show, still do and I can, my first ever show I think I really threw up but I knew I could do it. I yeah. found my little niche, you know. And you're obviously nervous about meeting me today. It's like biggest day of your life and terrified. stuff like that. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, I've just heard what a twat you can be sometimes. <laughs> and 
this lady has got a foul mouth as well. I was like looking at some of your stuff on Facebook and I was like, you know, you're not, you don't mess around with your words. If you've got something to say, you'll tell someone as well. Yeah, you? no, it's my Twitter actually. I don't do my, my Facebook to run for me, Twitter, but my, yeah. my, 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 my Twitter, yeah. I've tried to stop being so potty mouthed. Yeah. Because there's so many horrible people out there now yeah. on Twitter that it used to be quite fun having a swear off with someone yeah. there'd be a bit of wit behind it a yeah. bit of banter but now there's just all sorts of horrible people piling in saying the most vile things i've kind of backed off of it yeah, yeah i suppose when it gets to a certain point so mm. and on that note you know you talked about being in the right company yeah how important is it to associate with the right people yeah you obviously whatever you want to do in life you've got to find a way of doing it so um you know you start I started at the bottom. I, I met local musicians. I was in a local band. We wrote our own songs, but that didn't make us any money. So we had to be, we had to do covers. Yeah. So um, we would do our own gigs in a pub, and we'd raise money because in those days, you, the the PAs weren't in the clubs or pubs. You had to bring everything yourself. Yeah. Um, so that cost a lot of money, and our guitarist. Um, was the manager of a Salat Music Centre, so he could always get PA and he had a van. That's probably the only reason he was in the band. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to take everything with you, so you had to find the funds to pay for that. So we, we were a covers band and you'd just do um, weddings and working men's clubs and stuff like that, you know. But our real aim was to get our own music out there, so that would also fund us to go into a local studio yeah. and start doing demos and sending those demos off to record companies. Um, yeah, and so you start, and, and, and each level you connect. Like, I did a session in, um, uh, actually backing vocals for someone in a, in a session in Lempster, and the engineer there was the cousin of the guy who owns Rockfield Studios, which is one of the most legendary uh, residential studios in the history of rock and roll. Sure. Everybody, I mean, we're looking at up there, Freddie Mercury Queen plaque, or Bohemian Rhapsody was done there, you know. That is, yeah. that, and that was voted the number one song yeah, in, in the UK. Just Google Rockfield Studios and look at their archive list. So, Simon is Kingsley's cousin. Simon thinks I've got a great voice. I give Simon a blowjob, no, a cassette. <laughs> Careful, the way you, you were sort of going down there, and I was like thinking to myself, God damn, I'm flipping. Yeah, I gave him a cassette. Yeah. Um, and he took it to Kingsley. Kingsley, apart from running the studio, also had his own production company and wanted to nurture young artists. Yeah. So I gave him a better job as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kingsley, for two and a half years, um, just gave me. It's, it's called the graveyard shift at, at yeah. um, Rockfield. So when the, when the studios were empty. I could, me and Ronnie could go in, my, my ex-partner, and Simon would engineer. Did you like blow yeah. job your way to the top then? <laughs> totally. I'm doing it back to the bottom right now. You are, and you're, yeah. you're, you're at the very bottom with me now. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'll go to the very pit of despair, which is right here with Mark, and then I'm yeah. going to come back up. Actually, with, no, I am being really, really flippant because I absolutely pride myself <laughs> of never having done that to get a gig. No, I, but you, you make friends and you network, yeah. and hopefully people look upon you favourably, and but you don't you, you don't mean to use people as stepping stones but there's a natural progression like yeah. with um, with Kingsley he he really looked after us for two two and a half years but he struggled to get us a record deal and he said I need to focus on something else it was heartbreaking for me but it galvanized me to make the next move yeah and get down to London and get heavy some heavier weight management with um, um, Harvey Goldsmith's company yeah yeah so 
you know, what I thought was the end of something was actually the beginning of something because it, it made me go, right, okay, we've got fantastic, I'm moving away from Kingsley now with wonderful songs on tape. We had Heart and Soul Down, we had Valentine, we had yeah. Sex Talk, Monkey House. All of that was demoed in Rockfield Studios. Let's get those tapes forward and, you know, and finally I got some management and then, and then the next thing was a deal, you know. And then with, with the networking stuff, it's right, you know, you sort of, you, you meet mute people who are on the, a similar sort of path. And, yes. and And then you both kind of just like rise up together, you know, it's like... Yeah, and you have to be prepared to sometimes take um, a sideways step, you might not go Or quite, give a blowjob. Or give a blowjob, <laughs> blow yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, um, and sometimes you think, well, you know, I thought I was going that way, but actually it's going to go this way with that person, so what have they got to offer? Yeah. And when you, you know, and I was, um, and still am, ambitious. Yeah. So you've always got your eye on the next person that can, can help you. That sounds terribly yeah. cut through. I think we're all a bit like, yeah, I you know. know, we've all got the drive, and, and, and I find with myself, it's like, if yeah. you like people, yeah. do you know what I mean, and they're really good at what they do, then yeah. you just want to, like, let's just, just rise up together sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, you've got something to give to each other you know there's sort of a, you know obviously if I want a good, good manager then he's going to earn money out of me earning money yeah. so you know that kind of thing and and then we yeah we got heavyweight management in London and but again it took a while for record companies to get to power because our style's really eclectic when you think Heart and Soul is a rap song Charlie Hand is a massive ballad Sex Talk and Monkey House are huge rockers I was on the yeah. cover of Smash Hits I was also on the cover of GQ and Kerrang yeah. and that I thought that was fantastic but in certain parts of the world, like America, they. Well, what are you? Are you are you a rock band? Or they wanted to put band? you in a so slot. It, it also caused some problems as well. So and still does. People are still can't pigeonhole us. But I I like that. I like yeah. that. You know. But it took a while for record companies to get us. And then finally, after almost another year, um, we had a deal with um, Virgin or Siren, which is one of their companies, but in yeah. this country. But Virgin looked after us the rest of the world. Fantastic. And yeah. you met uh, Richard Branson then, and all of that mm. sort of stuff. And how was all Darling Dickie. I used to see a lot of Richard <laughs> uh, because he was launching um, his CD plant yeah. as well. Obviously, this is a long time ago, CDs were, you know. And um, he, he would use Mike Oldfield, his first ever signing. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I, me yeah. and who were the new jewel in his crown. That's it, yeah. And I'll never forget, we went to his CD plant and we had to dress up like um, doctors or, you know, medical workers. We had to put on these um, uh, overshoes. In Richard's... In the CD plant. plant. Yeah, in the CD plant where yeah. they, print, they printed all the CDs. But we had to wear white coat, gloves, and these covers that you put onto your shoes yeah. and, and those horrible stretchy hats that bakers have to wear. Yeah, know? yeah. And unfortunately, Ronnie got those things mixed up, and we were in all the tabloid press, grinning out the front of the sun, and Ronnie had a shoe on top of his head. <laughs> really funny. And, uh, yeah, Richard uh, used as mercilessly as uh, PR tools, but it was great yeah. for us as well, you know. And and then he gave us a free holiday on Necker Island, so that's... And, I, and that, that is... That is uh, yeah. It's like, I got a friend that's been to Necker, and he, he paid £40,000 for yeah. not long at all. Yeah. So it's like what a, an amazing thing that I just yeah. fly over the necker. Yeah. Do you know, there's no problem. I, I, 
I couldn't afford it personally. It's, it was just, yeah, it, it was, was, you know. You were like, gift, wow. Yeah. So back in the day, you were like, sort of initially, you were like, oh, yeah. Jesus, this is uh, yeah. some some opportunity. No, and he was great. And he also did a wonderful thing for my family, a distant cousin of mine and my mother's. Their daughter was dying of cancer out in Japan. She was so poorly she couldn't be moved. She lived out there and, and her family couldn't afford to to go there. So we all had a bit of a whip round and sort of said to Richard, no, could you could you help us out with flights? And he, he sent them first class. So he, he's just... My experience of Richard is he's a good guy, you know. I've read, yeah. and, and a, lot, a lot of people have obviously read a lot yeah. about him, and yeah. he's just going straight into heaven. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, I'm, he's, he's, he's a, such a successful businessman. I'm sure there are people who've fallen foul of him as he's gotten to where he wanted yeah. to get, but my experience of him is as a nice person. He's always look, looked after me and my family whenever I so. It's incredible. I sent a letter to him, like, about... I don't know, 15 years ago, and of course, you know, you don't expect a yeah. letter, you know, and it's, and, then, and then he sent a letter back, and you're like, what? 15 years later. How? <laughs> well, it took about two months to get the letter <laughs> off him, but I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. China in your hand. Yeah. So you basically released China in your hand, and uh -huh. what did you think? Did you think to yourself, this is going to be big, or this? I didn't know. Um, to backtrack a little, China in your hand did not get us a record deal. It wasn't even written. Yeah. The, the songs that got us our deal and got us Roy Thomas Baker, the legendary, legendary producer, you know, of Queen yeah. and Motley Crue yeah. and the Cars and everything, um, were, like I said before, Valentine. Everybody loved Valentine. Valentine was the big song in our collection of demos, then Heart and Soul, and, and then the others followed. And we were in the studio just outside Chicago, and um, we had one track, and I can't even remember what it was, but it wasn't coming together, and we were spending too much time on it, and it just didn't work. It didn't make that leap from demo to album cut. Mm. And Roy said, you know, it's called polishing a turd, and at some point you have to stop, you know. Yeah. And um, Roy said, we're, we're down a song, have you got something? And I had in my pocket a cassette, and it was the early piano vocal version of China. And um, so he played it, and he just said, that's a fantastic song. So he turned it into that gargantuan yeah, beast that it is, because he just heard. <laughs> You know, like an acoustic version, basically, yeah. you know. So, um, but my hopes were pinned on heart and soul. I am so proud of that song as a I love that song. Yeah. I really love it. And, I know. And it's the, the two ones that I do yeah. listen to the most, are China and Yang. Because it was unique. It had, it had the two vocals, it had yeah. the rap, it had an amazing um, bass riff on it, which, and if you hear it on the radio today, it still sounds kicking. It really does. It still sounds really current. Yeah. So that, for me, was the, the big one. Yeah. I thought China hand it was just another slow song I'm quite good at torch songs I can write them yeah. you know and I get sort of bored of of always being so melodramatic in my music but yeah. it's where my natural songwriting talents lean so I tend to come up with them and so I just thought China in your hand was sort of okay you know so I didn't know what was gonna happen with that song how much of success is down to luck and how much of it is down to work they say 95% perspiration, 5% yeah. inspiration. You have got to work really hard, but you have got to have something. You've got to have a USP, haven't you? You know, a unique, yeah. unique selling point. Yeah, and then you've got to get someone to believe in you, and, and that can be hard because Ronnie and I are very talented. And, and then yeah. our second album was a platinum album. We went on oh, right. to have yeah, a lot yeah. of success as songwriters, but we found it so hard to get anyone to buy into our unique style because 
normally what happens is people ape what else is it they're hearing around them. So it all sounds the same. Yeah. Because there's, there's um, let me see if I can get this right, there's a, there's a gag, which, um, so head of record company, head of A&R, it's like, um, somebody, who's Carol Decker? No, I've never heard of Carol Decker. And then it's like, um, oh wow, Carol Decker, you know, and then yeah. and the next thing is, get me someone who sounds like Carol Decker. And uh, then right, sort of, yeah. t after you, you've had your hits, it's like, who's Carol Decker? You know, it's that kind of thing. So it goes, you're sort of the unknown quantity, then you become the status quo, then they start looking for things that sound like you. Yeah. And then you have your time and, it, and the cycle starts again, you know. So, yeah. Um, you so know. who did you sound like? Or did, who, in fact, maybe not that question, but you can answer that if you, if you want. But also, who were your inspirations, you thought? I don't think I sound like anybody. I do think I sound like me, yeah. which I'm glad about. That's the, the unique selling point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, the voices I was influenced by very much came from my dad's record collection and they were quite varied. He loved a diva. Yeah. He might have been gay, you know. It's record Who's this now? <laughs> my, my late father. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but he loved like Barbara Streisand, Shirley yeah. Bassey, um, Sarah Vaughan, Dinah Washington, yeah. Dusty Springfield. Yeah. Um, although Dusty had a lighter voice um, and he loved an opera, so he loved a big... Oh, yeah, that's a big gaydar sign so that's gay. going off yeah, all the he's time, not, He's not it, here really? to defend himself, yeah, yeah. but, you know, it's <laughs> big gaydar. You um, definitely are. So I was raised on a big voice, so yeah. I, I thought to be perceived as good, you had to be really loud and big, so everything I did was like, whoa, you know. Um, and I've since learnt to play around more and modulate how I sing and use different parts of my voice, but that, they were my influences. I felt you had to be... You really had to be a torch singer and have a big voice, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. If you were to say, like, sort of three tips on success or achievement, what would you say they are? Oh, three, gosh, I would say um, hard work. Yeah. Definitely. Um, resilience. And if at all possible, I know people will say self-belief, but you've got to know that what you've got is good. Because mm. some people, they think they've really got something and they have You see on X Factor, don't you? And it's you're like, really oh, no. hard. And I've had people send me tapes. Yeah. And I can see how hard they've worked, but I'm just thinking there's just nothing special there. I'll save you the pain of... Uh, Objectivity, not... yeah. yeah. Okay. Objectivity, I... resilience and hard work, yeah. Yeah. I'll save you the pain of... You won't get one of my tapes. <laughs> It'd be pretty horrendous, I can tell you that. Um, other things that you've you've sort of done, then you left to POW. Yeah. Um, what happened when you, well, you know, you... It ended. It just ended? Yeah, it ended. We had the, uh, the usual uh, band infighting, yeah. all that imploding. You know, six, were you, uh, were you smashing guitars around? And, did you ever go to that sort of stage, nothing like that? No, I think I threw a few glasses at people. There's just no need for <laughs> guitar smashing, yeah. is there? And then we'd had our day. The the world turned away from our music, and there's no way of soft soaping that or pretending it didn't happen. It was, yeah. you know, we came out with our third album, The Promise, which still went top ten, but it was gold, not platinum, and everybody was into the Stone Roses and and uh, the farm and 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 uh, yeah. raves and yeah. all that. The whole the whole world had changed, and they hated the pomp and shoulder pad of the 80s. They hated it. We Just were changed. we were reviled throughout the 90s. I couldn't get arrested, 
and so I did some acting, I did some West End, I did some radio presenting, I did a couple of um, indie movies as well. I had a little, yeah. little shot at acting. That's okay, but I, I, again, the objectivity, I didn't think I was brilliant, so yeah. I, I didn't think I was really going to get anywhere. My name just got me a few breaks, yeah. which I enjoyed, but I, I didn't think I had any raw talent. Um, and then along came the noughties, and then I, I met my now husband, and I yeah. had two children, and so my life changed, and I was fortunate enough, because I co-wrote all the songs with Ron, to have made some money in publishing, because that's the, hard, the other hard thing about being a musician, you know is um, earning some money out of it for the long term yeah. and uh, uh, then in the noughties the whole 80s renaissance thing started everybody thinks it's a recent thing it's not I did my first yeah. 80s arena tour in 2001 with Kim yeah. Wilde and Heaven 17 and Paul Young and I you keep me West. hanging on yeah. I see how and, we, and so whereas yeah. I once sold out Wembley Arena on my own yeah. now it took six of Loved. us to do it but it was yeah. a, it was a good package and, and that thing has gone from strength to strength and and uh, keeps very busy and then I was able to again with a bit of profile raise and earning a bit more money I was able to then um, put the band back together yeah. with Ronnie and other people go into the al go into the studio record an album and go out and do my own shows and I, I just finished the other month a 30-day acoustic songs and stories to support my autobiography heart and soul yeah and the new album pleasure and pain so that yeah. book is so nice as well Did you like it? i'm bringing out a book but it's nowhere near as <laughs> like this is like what the quality of this that book uh, your heart and soul book is like oh amazing. the physical quality yeah i thought you meant the brilliant writing no of course that as well i was going to go into that <laughs> no it is it's, it's gorgeous i want it, it is. to be gorgeous feel nice in your hand yeah. i know everyone's into their kindles and stuff but yeah can't beat a good hardback no you can't beat a hardback but it um, you talk about the sort of 80s and stuff coming back. I mean, obviously at the moment, you know, I was walking past in, through my mummy's living room the other day, and uh, Paul Young was on. Yeah. Uh, and then Rick Astley's just yeah. gone to number one. And what's, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? You yeah, know? that is so cool that Rick went to number one. I mean, you would have just uh, you, you kind of don't think it, and then. Um, because you say you toured with uh, Chesney Hawks? No, 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 I toured um, last... You're friends with Chesney and... Yeah, no, yeah. We, we all know each other because we all hook up on these big festivals. Yeah. But Nick Kershaw, who wrote... The, know, the Riddle and, yeah, and Wouldn't It Be Good Chess. and... Yeah, 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 all of that. Um, the first... Did he, I didn't know he wrote, wrote the one and only for Chesney. Yeah, and he's doing backing vocals on it. Next time you, you I it's so Nick Kershaw, you'll hear it. I you, love yeah. Nick Kershaw. Um, well, the first big break of Topaz's career was to be selected to be Nick's support act in 1987. Um, that is huge. Yeah, so I've known him a long, long time. Yeah. And and then we were all on top of the pops together back in the day. And, yeah. And I know. I spoke to Paul on the phone the other day. We're, I'm not dropping names. We're, we're, no, it's we're just it's your life, though, isn't it? At the end we're of the genuinely day. mates, yeah. and we come from this shared back. A lot of us come from the shared background as well, because um, you know you, you talk about high achievers. We've we've all done really really well in a very tricky business. Yeah. And then you you are quite disposable as a pop star, if you like. You know, yeah. most of us are. So we've all had massive successes. All of us have been at number one all over the world. Yeah. That's quite an elite club. Yeah, it is very. And we've all had to cope with life after that. You yeah. Know? And so for Nick, for Rick to go to number one with his new album, 50, is amazing. That is fantastic, I know. isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, 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 we all keep in touch and we all like each other. Yeah. And... Um... I, th I forgot I was going to say there. <laughs> oh, do you ever have these moments of blank in your head? Yes. 
constantly. Yeah. It's like uh, my blonde moment, but I've got no blonde hair <laughs> whatsoever. But that's what I was going to ask you. It's like um, family life as yeah. well. I mean, you've got two children mm. now. You, you're still very, uh, you know, you're ambitious. You're doing lots of, of other different things. How do you work for just to see much of the children? Yeah, I mean, Scarlett turned 18 two weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, and Dylan's now 13. So it's kind of getting easier because, like, up here, seeing you today, yeah. Scarlett's going to look after her brother because it's only up the road. So that's yeah. fine. We've reached that stage. But I just had to put a lot of things in place and, and frequently uh, Richard, my husband, would stay home. Yeah. And uh, we had a great support system, sort of part-time childminders and stuff. But only for a couple of hours. I couldn't do that, go off and tour around the world and leave them behind. No. But the beauty of all the 80s festivals was I could go away for the weekend, go over to Denmark, go back to Holland, out to Dubai or something, three, four days, home. Yeah. And, and that they could cope with. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked to have put any of us under more pressure than that because yeah. I just don't think it would have worked for us. Yeah. You know, um, and now they're a little bit older and it's easier for me to, to do what I need to do, you know. Fantastic. Yeah. What else have you got coming up? Oh, I have got uh, summer festivals. Yeah. Yeah, all around the UK. And who, can I can I ask who who you going to join in with the summer festivals? Oh, I don't know. He's on the bills. I never looked till. Yeah. I'm getting in the car. Oh, oh, oh God, them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I'm seeing Kim Wilde. I'm seeing Paul. I'm seeing Rick. Tony yeah. had. I just did one with Tony Hadley so, last yeah. week. Yeah. He, he was on the telly over there as yeah. well, wasn't he? The Go West lads. Yeah. Uh, Doctor and the Medics, they're hysterical. Oh my god, yeah. Doctor and the Medics. Yeah, god, he was borrowing yeah. all my eye makeup removal. Spirit in the so. sky. Yeah, no, we, we did this yeah. festival the other day, it was so hot. Clive's makeup all ran down his face and he'd forgotten all his gear. So he came and used all my, my wipes and my moisturiser. It's going to be brilliant, just all sort of all yeah. of you guys getting together again. Yeah. That is absolutely and fantastic. And Toya, actually, Toya Go West, Belinda yeah. Carlisle, you know. It's just great fun, it really is. It's really good fun. And then I've just agreed to do, before Christmas I did um, three-month tour with Nick Kershaw on Go West, yeah. which was brilliant. It was called Together in Concert. Yeah. We did all the theatres around the UK and I've just confirmed five more shows with them. Brilliant. Back by popular demand. Yeah. So we make a nice little pack. It's a nice little evening for everybody. If you're into into your 80s artists, it makes a nice little evening, you know. Where can people find out about these venues and stuff like that coming up? Well, for me, you can Google anybody and you'll find their website. Yeah. So for me, it's topow.co.uk. Yeah. All lowercase, no apostrophe. Or Facebook to power forward slash Carol yeah. Decker or at Carol Decker on Twitter. Yeah. And you'll find out what I'm doing or any of my mates. You can always and find don't mess out. with Carol Decker on Twitter, <laughs> otherwise you'll get a load of Fs and God knows Not what sort of language. Six o'clock in huh? the evening. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Is that when you really come out like you're like bastard? Have some of this. I know, because um uh, um, Adele was on the telly a while back saying she's not allowed near her Twitter anymore, having got a little bit trappy on it after a couple of glasses of white oh, wine. Oh, right. I, I know. That's funny because people just like, we we, yeah. we look at you guys as like, you know, these icons and stuff like that. But people don't realise sometimes you are real people as well. So there's emotion. We're idiots, <laughs> And now everybody's got this megaphone into the world through Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram. And yeah. sometimes it's just best to keep your trap shut. It yeah. really is, you know. You Sucked into yeah. all of that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and what would you say, sort of, how do you deal with the critics? What would your advice be to somebody oh, that's getting don't involved? read it. 
No. If, if you're confident, okay, with your work, if you're confident in what you've done, it always hurts to get a negative review. It just does. It hurt, hurts me. I don't read it. But now there's a lot of personal criticism. If there's a picture of you somewhere, there'll be like a load, or on YouTube, or there's a, there'll be a load of comments underneath, some of which are nice. Yeah. And some of which people have taken a little time out of their day to call you every name under the sun. And... I always find it quite hurtful, so I don't read it. So my advice would be, there's nothing you can do yeah. about it, so don't take it seriously. If you know you do the best that you can do and you're proud of what the music you, you make or, the, or whatever you're doing, then yeah. just there'll always be a troll, won't there? All the time, girl. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Carol Decker. Mark Llewellyn. It has been an absolute <laughs> honour and a pleasure. Thank you, my love. Thanks Thank for inviting me. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you very much for watching, guys. Um, have a fantastic week. Bye-bye, guys. I love my brother. We do fun things like playing together. I like having hugs with Freddie. Freddie gives the best hugs. <laughs> Freddie used to be very poorly. And the doctor said he might need a new liver. Then one day, a very nice person gave their liver to Freddie. It was amazing. We were so happy. Now he's around to give me more hugs than ever. Tell your family you want to save lives. To find out more, visit organdonation.nhs.uk. At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognised as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end -end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes. Uh uh, uh uh. It feels like a perfect night for breakfast at midnight to fall in love with strangers. Uh uh, uh uh. Yeah, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and
Hey, this is Mark Llewellyn here, author of The Underdog and producer of the Mark Billy Billingham uh, UK tour. If you've missed it, then check my website out, which is www.marklewellyn.com. And over there, you can see my interviews with successful people. 
The second someone mentioned you were all alone I could feel the trouble coursing through your veins Now I know It's got a hold Just a phone call left unanswered had me sparking now These cigarettes won't stop me wondering where you are Don't let go Keep a hold If you look into the distance, there's a house upon the hill Guiding like a lighthouse, it's a place where you'll be safe to feel like grace Cause we've all made mistakes, if you've lost your way I'll leave the light on For a darker place to hide That's alright But if you carry on abusing You'll be robbed from us I refuse to lose another friend to drugs Just come home Don't let go If you look into the distance, there's a house upon the hill Guiding like a lighthouse, it's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace Cause we've all made mistakes, if you've lost your way I'll leave the light on That's a wrap from me, Mark Llewellyn. I shall be back next Sunday from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock on Pure West Radio with another interview from somebody very successful. Tune in to Pure West Radio. Have a great evening. Take care, guys. Hey, John, you look like you're 10 years younger, mate. What have you been up to? Cheers, George. Glad you noticed. I've been down to Blades at 14 Picton Place, Haverford West, next to Iceland. They really know how to look after a fella. I had a haircut, tidied up my beard, and I didn't need to make an appointment. You can also have a shave, nose, and earwax too. And they have hot towels. Where was that again, John? Blades on Picton Place. Speak to them nicely, and they'll even get you a coffee while you wait. Excellent. I've got a wedding to go to next week, and I could do with some first-class pampering. Blades open seven days a week, Monday to Saturday, 9am until 7pm. And 10am until 4pm on Sundays. Blades on Picton Place. 
At Teas R Us, our services range from one-off t-shirt printing and slogans to embroidered clothing and uniforms for business and clubs. Whether your design needs to look crisp and professional or it's just a bit of fun, our experienced embroiders and t-shirt printers offer high-quality products at very competitive prices. Remember, if your business needs to look like a team, we can help design a logo and embroider it or screen print it onto quality clothing especially on workwear or for sports clubs and schools. Personalised clothing from Teas R Us. We can take care of it all. Find us at Rumbleway Service Station New Hedges, 10B in Law Street, Pembroke Dock and Prendergast in Haverford West. Teas R Us. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. I know you since we were like 10 Yeah, don't mess it up Talking at ears Only gonna push me away That's it When you say you love me That made me crazy Here we go again Don't go look at me With that look in your eye Me away, that's it. Have you got no shame? 